Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is England is Burning. It is November the 9th, 2021. This is your Arsenal Women Weekly Feature uh, for this week. A lot of activity going on uh, with the Arsenal Women's side and so forth. So we have Josh Bunting back from the Islington Gazette, uh, Arsenal beat writer for them, uh, back on the show to talk about Arsenal and how dominating Arsenal is right now and so forth. Josh, welcome back. How are you doing this morning? Yeah, I'm good. I hope you're okay as well. I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm fretting a little bit. I'm fretting a little bit uh, on on my on my club here, but but it, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. These things happen, uh, and so forth. So, um, you know, it, it'll be all right. I just that's all I can say. Uh, follow my yeah. Twitter to understand what I'm talking about. All right. So, uh, before we get moving on to this, y'all, uh, please remember, please smash a like, please subscribe, please share on your social media accounts if you are listening to this to this uh on a podcast please give a five-star review also subscribe share with your friends a lot of feedback i'm getting on the podcast you know and and a lot of times we get more viewers than we get listeners and then sometimes we get more listeners and viewers things like that but hey however you take us in and bring us into your world of, of women's football is always good okay all is good so josh mm -hmm. uh coming back from the international break um, you know, uh, the league had kind of taken a little hiatus, uh, for, you know, for the international break and, and getting the yeah. FA, uh, semifinals done. We talked about that last week, Arsenal in a final. So our idea of, of them possibly winning at least one trophy is possible out there, but this weekend, uh, facing, a, a, a maybe a surprising West Ham team, um, you know, coming yeah. into the game, um, you know, a little bit higher on the table than we usually expect. Um, and Ollie Harder, you know, he, he's kind of done, he's done a really decent job with that squad since taking over late last season when West Ham was on a free fall. Uh, but Arsenal comes away, um, with a, with a four nil, uh, you know, a four nil win, uh, at Meadow Park, your, your initial thought, your reactions, your thoughts, feelings about, you know, overall, before we get into the details, of the of a four 0 win, yeah, um, you know it was a it was a really really good win. I I didn't expect to be as comfortable as it sort of turned out to be, but you know, West Ham started the game very well, like very very well. Um, they had a couple of chances. Claudia Walker in the first like you know first two minutes of the game, probably actually should have scored. West Ham had a corner that Arsenal failed to deal with, and Claudia Walker was unmarked at the back post and she slipped it wide. And Arsenal were a bit, you know, slow to get into the rhythm. They were a bit shaky, um, defensive mistakes. Leah Williamson played a ball across her box that was so that could have so easily been punished. Um, so yeah, look, they were a bit shaky. But then, you know, after those first couple of minutes, they really got into the rhythm. And yeah, from then on, it was just all Arsenal, 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 Arsenal. And you know, it could have been much more than four 0 at the end in hindsight. Uh, Beth Mead hit the inside of the post. You know, they've missed... Mackenzie Arnold made a few good saves. Um, and, you know, it was just all Arsenal attack, Arsenal attack, Arsenal attack um, after those first couple of minutes in the game. So, yeah, look, Arsenal put in another really, really good performance. Overloaded the, you know, the foot... Where West Ham were playing, you know, the fullbacks um, quite high up the pitch. And that was a sort of advantage for Arsenal because... That was all they were playing. Just get the the fullbacks out of position, and Kim Little's playing balls in the Beth Mead, Leah Williamson switching play in the in, into Mead as well. Um, so yeah, it was a big tactic of the game, uh, down the wings, 
Um, and they explo- they exploited West Ham in those full back positions. Um, but yeah, look, really, really good performance. I didn't expect a 4 0 win, I'll be honest, because a few weeks previously, I actually went to watch um, Man City against West Ham, um, and West Ham won 2 0. Um, and I was at Meadow Park on, on Sunday, and you know, I, I thought West Ham were quite disappointed, really. Um, not mm-hmm. to be honest, because I think they can perform better than what they eventually did. Apart from the first few minutes, they did, did nothing really happened in the game in terms of going forward for them. I just thought Arsenal were were very professional, very comfortable, and um, yeah, it's another three points in the board and, and four goals uh, to go. And it, it could have been much more than four, to be honest, if they just had been a little bit more clinical. Mm. Yeah, I, I was really surprised. In, uh, I mean, I was really surprised in West Ham's performance overall. I was expecting a little bit more from them, uh, particularly on the defense. I was surprised. At, I was surprised at how they uh, they left a lot of open spaces, yeah. uh, which they were they against when they were playing against Manchester City. They didn't leave as much open spaces, uh, you know, uh, as they did in this match. And, and I'm not sure why that was. I don't know if it was sort of a tactical, you know, a tactical error about, you know, uh, trying to, you know, hit Arsenal early. Uh, maybe it was the plan. Uh, and then when that didn't work, then they just sort of fell backwards. Um, and not sure, they weren't really sure what to do because I'm, I was, yeah, you're right. I was about certain that that game was going to be one nil um, and so forth. And I was like, wow, they got a, they kind of got away with one there. Arsenal did. Um, but it got, you know, gotten taken care of. Uh, and then I just think that, you know, just Arsenal began its, you know, um, you know, the a performance that we've been now conditioned to see, uh, yeah. you know, it, it just overpoweringly like, all right, now we, we went through that first wave. They try to give us a little punch in the beginning, but we're just going to take over the match now from an offensive and just tip. And, and the thing that is the, the, the issue was to me was it was just from it, it just became Arsenal ba- began to just dominate and dictate play. Yeah. They just dictated how the game was going to go uh, from then on out. And Arsenal could have done whatever they wanted and because they just managed to dictate it. And so they went with their usual – what your usual, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but their usual style that they've been going for all season, yep. which is to essentially, uh, oh, you know, do a bunch of overloads, overlaps, underlaps people, a lot of movement, a lot of, definitely a lot of passing. They had like 520 completed passes in the match, um, for an 83% percentage, you know, um, and just were, you know, fairly dominant. They had 23 shots on shots, uh, total seven on yeah. target. Uh, I mean, it just, you know, um, I guess, you know, on the, on the negative side, they could have been more clinical, you know, um, um, and yeah. so forth. you know, the, their XG was three and they got four. So that's okay. Um, but again, you know, I, I want to go back. You know, the thing I always go back and talk about, and you know, this and everyone's been listening to these Arsenal shows knows this. I always go back to the Arsenal's defense because I think that's, that's the thing to think huh. about because yeah. Yeah, they get again an XG of of holding a team to an XG of under under one and getting another clean sheet. You know, uh, yep. and I think sometimes I know West Ham is not the most juggernaut offense out there, but you know they that defense continues to hold their own. Uh, yeah. And the more I see their defense hold their own, and they still are able to attack and put up three or four goals. Um, 
you know, it, it, that's something to, you know, really something to consider your thoughts on the, on the defense and, and how they played in this match. Yeah. Like I thought they were, they were, again, they were comfortable. Um, and that, you know, like I said, West Ham didn't really force Manuel Zinsberg into a save. Uh, Arsenal were just, you know, they were just really, really set up. And the main thing about Arsenal at the weekend was they were aggressive. Um, that, that was a big thing, uh, aggressive. And I actually think West Ham's formation helped Arsenal a lot at the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. It allowed yeah. Arsenal to overload in, you know, the central areas. And also, you know, with the they can play with that back three. So that allowed then it can transition, transform, whatever you want to say, into your back five. So I think that, you know, Arsenal were always likely to go out wide. But you like you say with the defence, um, I mean, for me, they've got the best ball player, the best defender, defensive ball player in the world. And um, in Leah Williamson, and I know people might listen to this and say, are you talking nonsense? But my opinion is, I honestly believe that she is the best ball playing, you know, centre-back in world football right now. Um, again at the weekend, just how she carried the ball out of play, um, and and a switch of play out to those flanks was huge as part of the game plan. Lots of women more exactly the same, and then, you know, you've got Katie McCabe who can play every single position really on the pitch. Um, I'm sure that she can have a goal goalkeeper and still be good. She's just that type of, you know, player that she's just so efficient in every position that she plays. So versatile. And again, she was a big, big reason why Arsenal won at the weekend. West Ham congested the middle of the park and they were just getting the ball out to Katie McCabe out wide um, on the left, who just kept running and like, who kept overlapping Beth Mead as well. They linked up really, really well on Sunday. So that was another big, big factor of why Arsenal have gone on to win the game. And uh, Zanetta Wayne had a, for West Ham, had a really, really difficult evening against the both, against both of those two. I mean, they're two of the most informed players in the league. If not the you know, Kim Little's up there too, of course, but um they're two extremely informed players playing with so much confidence and the way that they were sort of playing off each other on Sunday, uh, on the left was, was a huge reason why Arsenal have gone on to, to win the to win the game. Um and I was surprised that West Ham actually didn't sort of try to go for a lower block on, 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 on Sunday when it clearly wasn't working with the back three. So, not sure why they didn't, you know, go for a low block, but they didn't and they got punished for it. Yeah, I, I've never, you know, yeah, I've never been the biggest fan of a low block unless you just have no offensive capability whatsoever and you are facing a team that, you know, just dominated. I was very, I was very surprised at the formation. You know, uh, West Ham started the season using a three-five-two. Uh, formation. They were doing well with that, but they switched it up for uh, Manchester City. They switched to a 3-4-3. They got, obviously, they won that match, as we talked about before, 2-0. Uh, they had a very good performance, but honestly, in that match, you know, Manchester City had a lot of chances, and Mackenzie Arnold basically saved the game for them, uh, and they were able to get yeah. away with it for a 2-0. I don't think the 3-4-3 really worked in that game. Then they played Birmingham. Now, Birmingham, no offense to Birmingham, but they're, they're probably relegation material. Um, you know, at this point, they got one point uh and the point they got was this one uh when they played you know when they played west ham again a 343 uh you know west ham is 65% of the percent of the ball against birmingham and only got yeah. one goal and gave up a goal um and then with arsenal 343 just didn't work against arsenal 
I, I'm sorry. They got. I think they got to roll back with the three-five-two and go with it. Um, so because the having the fullbacks there, I get it. You can easily go back to a back five and so forth. But just didn't play. It didn't work. There was too much space. And Arsenal's so good at you know this type of offense that Arsenal has right now. Number one, they got the the players. They got the talent. They got the technical ability. They got all of it. They got the depth in there. I mean, and it's just going against a machine right now. And but then you leave leave them too much space to play around in. They're going to find open spaces and they're going to have shots. And and that's what happened here, um, and so forth. And you cannot rely every single match get you know on Mackenzie Arnold to get you out of it. Um, yeah. you know, when you, uh, when you do not protect her up front, um, and that's, you know, that's kind of the difference there. I'm not trying to take away from Arsenal's performance. Um, no. you uh, know, um, you know, but this is like, you know, everyone else who plays Arsenal next probably should look at this and say, you know what, probably don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> you know, so don't want to do that, you know, moving forward. Um, in terms of, you know, you mentioned some standout performers, um, you know, on the Arsenal side, and one. Why am I looking? Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong. I'm looking at my wrong screen, Josh. I'm looking, looking at West Ham's numbers and so forth. But, um, you know, Leah Williamson, yeah. Um, so let's look at that. Um, right, yeah. Let's look at that. So let's look at her numbers here because I think you're right. I think you're right. Here's why: Leah Williamson um, versus other center backs in the league over the last year is yeah. in the 74th percentile um, of non-penalty goals per 90. Um, she is in the 71st percentile in interceptions. Uh, she is um, in the 84th percentile of touches in per 90 minutes, 99th percentile in progressive carries per 90 minutes per yeah. with other center backs, uh, 99th percentile in progressive passes, uh, you know, in comparison to other center backs, 96 percentile in passes attempt, uh, uh, passes attempted, um, and so forth. So she plays both sides of the ball, um, in terms of defense and offense, 83rd percentile in shot creating actions per 90 minutes over the last year. Um, you know, um, that's kind of what sets her apart. But is your feeling, is your feeling that people don't rate her as well as they should? Is your is your opinion? Oh no, I think I think she is highly rated. Um, okay, okay, got you. Definitely, no, she is highly rated. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I think she is regarded as one of the best players in the world right now, uh, which I which I would agree with. Um, but I'm also, a, as everybody knows, an ultra fanboy. So, <laughs> so nah, like of course, I mean, I, I rate I rate her very 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 highly. So, um. Yeah, no, I think that she is certainly rated. I don't think she is one of the un- most underrated players. Okay. If, was, if, you're talking about un- if you're talking about underrated players in an Arsenal team, Noel Maritz is the first one that you know comes to my head because I think with I think everybody in an Arsenal team has sort of stepped up a level this year. And okay, it was Maritz's last our first season in the WSL last season, and I thought okay, you 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 are good, but I think there was a lot more to come. And this season, she's showing why she is, you know, a top-class player. I think she's been one of the most underrated players in Arsenal's season this season. I mean, not just in terms of defensive, but how, you know, she builds up play. Her crossing ability, I think it's been quite overlooked this year. Um, and again, I thought Nikita, Nikita Paris, not not underrated, but 
I thought um, Sunday was her best performance for Arsenal so far. I, I, she actually deserved the goal. Um, I thought she was superb. Um, it wasn't just the fullbacks, you know, that caused West Ham, you know, the problems, you know, getting in behind them. It was also Arsenal's press, and West Ham just couldn't get out. And the key to Paris was, you know, she was key to that. She's a very, very quick player anyway. She's got a lot of pace, but the press of Paris, Caitlin Ford, who, Caitlin Ford, good player. I just think she needs a goal this, a goal this season to, you know, give her confidence, kick on. Um, and obviously Beth Mead, who is arguably being Arsenal's best player this season. Um, I, I actually think Kim Little's been the best player, but, I think Beth Mead's certainly in the top two. About yeah, just, yeah, she got to be. I think Kim Little. I, I think Kim Little's been outstanding, but Mead as well. So you've when you've got Mead, Paris, and, and Ford pressing from the front, I think that was another big reason. Well, it was another big reason why Arsenal won on, on, on Sunday. The press was, it was spot on. It was perfect, um, and, it, and it just didn't allow West Ham to even get out of their own half. I can't remember in the game there was one moment. Were I can't remember the player, but they tried to chip Zinsberger and Zinsberger. It was an easy save at the end, but that's the only time on a, on a cross at the ex- end of the game, complete end of the game, that Zinsberger. Uh, obviously, it was easy for it was sort of straight. It was towards the near post and it was straight in the Zinsberger. But they're the only two times I remember in the game that Zinsberger actually had to make a save, um, and that shows you just how dominant Arsenal really were. Um, and they just the the high press, the the targeting the West Ham fullbacks, yeah, I think it was it was tactically spot on from 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 Jonas again. Um, I don't know how many times you want to say that this season because <laughs> he has been like in, in, he reads the opposition so well. And I'll be honest, when I think when a new manager comes in and especially such a young guy, okay, he's thirty eight, but you're sort of you know. Uh, you're not really sure what you're going to get. He came from obviously Rosengard, and I, I'll be honest, I, I don't really have watched a lot of football, but I've never really watched Swedish women's football. So you know, you don't really know what you're going to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, yeah. and this season, it's been a real breath of fresh air at Arsenal. I mean, I actually thought Arsenal last season had the potential to do what they're doing now in terms of that high press and not letting teams. Out. And, but this season, it's so much more aggressive and it's consistent as well. It's the full game. Again, I'm not undermining Joe Montemurro. I think he's a good manager. But I think if Arsenal started like that last season in the high press and they went ahead, then you know they fall back, they drop deep um, and become careless. And this season, it's just it's to go ahead. It's, OK, we smell blood, let's go for more type of thing. Even against Chelsea in the first day of the season, like we've spoken about multiple times on the podcast, I don't know how many teams, when Chelsea equalised, would would still have that confidence and that belief to say, okay, we can still you know win this game. Um, and that's exactly what Arsenal did that day, and and for me, that's the biggest result of Arsenal. I think you know it's one game at a time type of thing, but the first day of the season, Chelsea, if that goes wrong, you're thinking, oh, here we go again, and players. You know, could go in the shells and just crumble. But that win against Chelsea is Arsenal's most important win of the season so far, and there's absolutely no doubt about it for me, because it lifted a whole weight of their shoulder of their, 
you know, off their shoulders, and then they're thinking, okay, we can go and beat everybody. Yeah, I, you know, there's nothing like first game out of the out of the gate in a season playing the best yeah. team in the league, second best team in Europe, uh, and uh, you know, picking up a win. There's nothing better than that uh, to start things off. I mean, just nothing better in terms of like you said, confidence um, and so forth. I think you know, one a discussion I had when another show earlier this week was around the idea of managers being using pragmatism, and mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and, you know how pragmatic is that manager because all managers to some degree or another are pragmatic you know yes. because they don't want to win i think the difference between matamero and um you know edoval edoval is this is i think matamero as you've mentioned before matamero if he'd gotten up the team gotten up one or two nil then the brakes would have started being put on to to yeah. in, in his mind that was the the pragmatic decision to yes. okay we don't need to try anymore we don't need to attack anymore we just need to hold the hold our lead and use our midfield dominate the midfield dominate the defense and then we'll just see the game out and no worries let's you know because a lot some managers many managers actually think you know if i continue to attack all the time then at some point they're going to hit us on the break. We're going to give up a goal yeah. and so forth. Not necessarily trusting, uh, you know, the defensive line and the the defensive midfielders to hold steady. Uh, the difference here is that all is like, nah, forget it. I'm going for the win no matter what. I'm going to, you know, the the point yeah. that you you know, uh, I, I the 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 analogy in my head is. Um, the uh is you know herman Wed- edwards in the nfl when he was a, when he was a coach he used to be a coach and he would say you're gonna come out and be like yeah you play to win the game and my point in oh, that I'm is sure. it's like you go and you you do what you need to do and i'm like okay the point is if you score more goals than the other team you are going to win yeah <laughs> and but the other side of it is edelman also trusts his defense he trusts oh, the sure. goalkeeper he trusts Zinberger. He trusts that defensive back line to do the job, and they have done the job, um, and so forth. So, no wonder they're like, "Okay, we're up one nil. Let's keep going. Let's just keep going. Let's rack it up." Um, but when I talked with Rob ye- yesterday about Chelsea, his concern about Arsenal is this: is um, this speaks to where Arsenal is at right now in terms of their offense and, and the goals are ba- they're piling on. His thought is even if even if Chelsea wins against Arsenal, like two one, three two, even if they win in the league mm-hmm. and they move up to be drawn in points, he feels like Arsenal's not gonna win, not gonna lose a game they shouldn't lose, and they're gonna rack up such a goal differential yeah. that it's going to be impossible to overcome. You know, yeah. uh, and so that's his thing is like, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm concerned we're not going to win the league because we're already three points down. Even if we win, goal differential may come into play if all else works out the way it should. Now, football typically doesn't work exactly that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. You said yourself that this run can't continue agnosium, um, yeah. but no, that, that's the thought. Th- th- there will be a bump in the road somewhere this season. Um, yeah, there has to be. And, and same as Chelsea. I don't think Chelsea will win every single other game this season. I mean, I remember a few years ago, Liverpool, who were really struggling at the time. I mean, the pitch was terrible at Penton Park, by the way, but they, they yeah. drew with that Chelsea team. And obviously, Brighton last year beat Chelsea. Yeah. That just happens in football. I mean, 
a team will beat Arsenal this season. I, I, I'm pretty like obviously Arsenal already have, but in the league, Arsenal will get beaten by someone who you don't sort of expect them to. I think that that will happen. Um, hopefully not this weekend. Um, but you know, I just uh, that's just that's just football, and that just happens. You can't. I mean, obviously, and it is possible that you can win every single game in a season, but it's very very unlikely. Um, that you can do that. So yeah, it's it's there is going to be a bump in the road for Arsenal, and yeah, okay, it's all candy canes and sugar pops at the minute, but there is going to be a time this season where Arsenal will get beat, and it's all about now. Uh, it's all about the reaction then from that. So yeah, we'll 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 see what happens. Um, when that happens, and that will sort of show you just what Arsenal can do, um, in the long term as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that I mean, I, just the nature of just the nature of football. Um, the other thing that that we that I think you probably want to knock on wood about also is the injury issue. Uh, you could have injuries that happen. We you just never yeah. know, uh, you know, and that could affect things. I know that Arsenal is a very deep squad. They purposely went out to become deeper so that if there is that injury issue or injury crisis that happens, um, you know, then yep. someone could step in. Uh, I think it's really uh, a really a point of uh, interesting point that um, if, let me make sure I'm correct on this when I say this because I don't want to. All right, yeah, did sh- Minima did not start on the weekend. No, is that right? yeah, Minima didn't start. No. Now I think that's an important thing um, because, and maybe I'm being naive. I don't know, but I think that's important that she didn't start. And the team still had, you know, you know, every, they, it was like not even a change. There was not yeah. even a, 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 a bump there. You know, it was, you know, business as usual, basically. Um, yeah. No, I you know, yeah. uh, you know and, and I think that's in, that's also important um, as well is that, you know, there's no need. There's no reliance on one player to do the job. There's so many players right now that are doing the job. There's so many players that can step in and do the job. Um, You know, so it's, Uh it's there, but, but football is football and they're going to, there you're right. I totally agree. There's going to be a bump in the road. I don't think there's no way on earth. Arsenal is going to win every single game in the league. That's not going to happen. That's what it does though. eh? Huh? That's what it does. Yeah, um, yeah, so it does. Um, and so that'll 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 better clinch it right there. But it, it's just it, it's you know it's not possible. Um, no. you know I think Chelsea tried and you know and tried last year it didn't work. Um, so there we go. Um, I wanted to talk about real briefly, real quick before we we leave this match. Um, just talking about some individual numbers and get your thoughts uh, mm-hmm. on some of that. Um, yeah, me to me played 29, 29 minutes as a sub um, over the weekend. Shot creating actions. I always look at that stat and so who's creating. Beth Mead had 13 shot creating actions in the match. Yeah. Yeah. One goal, one assist, 13 shot creating actions. I mean, yeah. You know, that's that's class right there. That's total class. Um, you know, Katie McCabe led the team in touches. No, Moritz had second best in touches. So you talked about pressures earlier. You know, Beth Mead had 30 pressures. Yeah. She's a she's a forward. You know, Iwabuchi had 23 pressures. Paris had 22. You know, that's another player, though. Like, 
I thought Mana uh, was yeah, I was that's who I was going to bring up because I think that that watching her was like again, I think she was probably. I mean, this may be controversial, but she's probably the one of the best signings you got you, Arsenal had. Oh, absolutely! She is so good in the oh. center midfield. Yes, no doubt. So good and again. Hasn't played every single game this season, no. so Mm-mm. it shows you the quality that you know is there. That when you can put a player of you know her class on the bench, um, but yeah, look, she was brilliant on, especially the first half. Actually, I thought because she made a few. Little night, little knee touches, and her passing mm-hmm. was good. Her, her vision was excellent. Um, yes, she probably yes. should have scored. She had, well, not probably, she should have scored. Um, from a Beth Mead cutback. Um, but you know, yeah, I thought she was, she was another one of those, um, really, really consistent performers on, on Sunday. I thought, um, I thought she was excellent and hope that she actually, I think she actually might start in the Champions League. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday, so tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, um, really, really excited um, to see what sort of what's more to she has a lot more to come, you know, from from her. Um, so yeah, I thought thought she was very, very good again on on Sunday. And like you said, I don't think there's any doubt that she definitely has been one of Arsenal's best signings. And again, another one of Arsenal's signings, Freedom Adam. Her mm-hmm. passing range was outstanding, and mm-hmm. the variety of passing on 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 Sunday was was absolutely incredible and. She sort of dictated the game in midfield. She was the one that was getting on the ball and spraying the ball around, and that was putting West Ham apart. Um, so yeah, look, it was a complete performance from Arsenal on on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Would I say it's the best performance of the season? I think it's up there. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is the best, but no. I I I, mm-hmm. I I think it is up there because I just think it was, you know, it was so complete and. Apart from a shaky opening sort of few minutes, yeah, Arsenal were just very, very comfortable. Yeah, and it was comfortable. And, and um, you know, it, outside of Barcelona, you know, everyone loves clean sheets, particularly in hotel rooms. Um, but outside of the Barcelona match, Arsenal have had, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven clean sheets in a row. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and outside of the Barcelona match, they've scored three or more goals in every match of those of that. Yeah. Uh. You know. So it, it's again. I go back to, you know, because the common theme is is that if you play an attacking style of offense, you leave room in the back to get countered on, and you, yeah. you're able to ship a goal or two in the back. Arsenal hasn't done that really, you know, in the league, uh, and so forth. So. It, it really is strong. So, but let's talk about the run of games coming up uh, because it's a really interesting setup of run of games coming up um, in going into the first part of uh, December into the, getting closer into the holiday period. A lot of congestion, the fixtures, um, you know, at least I think um, yes. coming up tomorrow, this is being recorded on a Tuesday. So tomorrow uh, away in Denmark against HB Cold. Um, I'm guessing that's probably how the best pronunciation I can give. Um, I don't know if you've watched Cole play before, um, but any thoughts about them? I actually watched him play against Barcelona um, okay. before Arsenal Hoffenheim. I thought they were very, very good that day. Um, you know, playing the best in the world and to frustrate Barcelona for such a, a long period of, ta- a period of time. They set up very, very well. Um, okay, Barcelona missed quite a lot of chances, but 
Um, yeah, they were they were really really well organised, and they gave Barcelona a bit of a scare. So when you're doing that, you're you're not a bad side. But then you look at the first game, and Hoffenheim beat them quite comfortably. And you're thinking, if that version turn up tomorrow, um, against this version of Arsenal, then yeah, they're in for a long evening. Um, so not really sure what to expect. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it as a game. I mean, I'm looking forward to watching every Arsenal game at the minute because, you know, it's going well and glory. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a pleasure to watch this Arsenal team play this season. It's much more refreshing than at the end of last season. You're just like, yeah, I just want the season to end now. Um, right. And that's, be, that's being honest. So, mm-hmm. no, I, I, I enjoy every single Arsenal game this season. Um, and tomorrow, yeah, uh, to be honest, I haven't watched the opponent enough to really know what to expect. Um, you know, I've watched them in one game this season and they, they impressed me against Barcelona. They were very, very, very well organised. They frustrated them for... I mean, they frustrated the European champions for a long period of time, and eventually Barcelona will always will always get a chance, and yeah, they'll they'll always score, and that's sort of what they are. They're just a machine uh, that will always sort of find a way to win. So, um, yeah, look, Arsenal can't be complacent tomorrow night, um, which I don't think they will be anyway. But um, yeah, uh, I don't really know what we're in for, but I'm expecting an Arsenal win to be honest with you. Yeah, I would expect an Arsenal win. I'm wondering what you think about. Do you think that at all should do a rotation for a midweek game with a week with a with a Tottenham match, a, a derby coming up uh, on the weekend, or what are your thoughts about the the lineup that Edouard will throw out there um, tomorrow? I, I definitely think he will rotate because he has done all season. So he has he has the Arsenal have made the most changes than anybody else in the league. Um, so he, there has been that, you know, there has been that level of rotation. Um, I think Miedema will, will 100% start again. So I, do, I think that's sort of why she was rested on Sunday. I think it was looking ahead to this game and Arsenal have a real, real good chance to sort of not cement their place in the second tomorrow, but um, to say, OK, this second place is ours. Um, and, mm-hmm. and and give them and give themselves the best chance of quali- qualification for the next round because obviously with um, Barcelona playing Hoffenheim you fully expect you know Barcelona to win that and uh, Barcelona will take full control of the group I've no doubt about that so it's about who finishes second um, which right now you got to fancy Arsenal uh, the way that mm-hmm. the the way they, ha- they have been playing and I fully expect them to win tomorrow and uh, but you like you say football doesn't always work this way but you fully expect Arsenal to win tomorrow and Barcelona to win tomorrow um, so then Arsenal you know got a great chance of you know sort of nailing down trying to nail down that second spot in the group but yeah look going back to your question I think that Arsenal will definitely rotate um, I definitely think they'll make changes but you know it was only Jennifer Beattie and Tobin Heath that were missing it mm-hmm. at the weekend so you know there's yeah. a full squad really there for selection, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Nob starts tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. I, I sort of think this could be the type of game to sort of bed her right back into the team, um, and give her all important minutes as well. So yeah, look, I definitely think there will there will be changes. Meadow will will start. Uh, Meadow will start. 
was she? I mean, she's played most minutes this season. Um, well, Kim Little has played the most minutes, but uh, Beth Mead's played a lot of minutes as well. So, um, yeah, and do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Paris started again. So it was Mead, um, Mead, Paris, and um, Meadema. So mm-hmm. I definitely think that he will make um, changes. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Arsenal. If Arsenal wins tomorrow, uh, tomorrow evening, then you know they they'll have six points in the group. Um, you know they'll be in second. Um, you know, depending on the result of, of Barcelona and Hoffenheim, but there's clear expectation that Barcelona will win that one, um, and so forth. And then you know the the way it kind of sets up in the group stage, you end up playing the same team twice. So you you know you know no no guarantee, obviously no guarantee at all. But win both games against Kolb, and then. You know, Arsenal sits at nine points, and I think the magic number for going through is usually ten. Yeah. Um, so that puts you know you know going into playing Barcelona for the second time uh, puts Arsenal in a pretty decent position to move move forward. I think the the thing now is just you know win the games you you should win, get pack up the points, get second in the group, and move on to the next yeah. round. Uh, that's that's success. Now with so now um, the derby coming up with uh, with Tottenham away. Your thoughts on Tottenham? Um, are they good? Are they lucky? Are they both? Uh, is my question. No, uh, I think they're a good side, um, and I think that Ryan Skinner has done a brilliant, brilliant job with them this season. I mean, I don't think anybody in the WSL expected this Spurs team to be just where they are um, in the season. Uh, in the table, sorry. Uh, I think they've had a they've had an absolutely brilliant season. I mean, one one with Manchester United on on, on Sunday. I haven't. I, I didn't see the game, so it's hard to comment on it. Um, because I was at the Arsenal Watford men's game before before, mm-hmm. you know, I went to the um, to Meadow Park. So, um, I haven't seen it. But yeah, even though it's at home, that's a fairly good result. But the the cert. I mean, Arsenal have obviously played Tottenham already this season. In the FA Cup quarter final, and and Arsenal won five one, but Tottenham went one 0 up and sort of scared them for a wee while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, look, this Tottenham side are a good side. Um, make no bones about it. Then uh, they they can certainly frustrate you. They're really well set up, um, and they're hard to play through. So, um, yeah, look, it's going to be a tough task, and it's a derby, so you never really know. It's it's not like just a normal game. A derby, you know, it makes way for anything that sort of can happen in it so looking really really looking forward to it um arsenal have got to get through tomorrow night first um obviously before even thinking about it um but yeah um it's a it's another really really good opportunity to you know put another three points on the board and playing before chelsea as well well i put a bit of pressure on chelsea um if arsenal win uh if arsenal win then you know, it's six points going into that game on Sunday um, between Man City and Chelsea. And I fully expect Chelsea to beat Manchester City, that's being honest. Um, even despite Manchester City winning against Leicester so convincingly. Um, yep. But um, Leicester just aren't having a great time at the minute. And they're getting sort of used to the WSL and just how hard that, you know, the division is. So, Man City will have confidence, though, uh, even from that result. But, yeah, I fully expect Chelsea t- to win that game. But we're not here to talk about Chelsea. We're here to talk about Arsenal. And, um, yeah, I think Arsenal, well, yeah, look, I mean, 
they're playing with so much confidence at the minute. Um, and they always and like you say, they've got goal, they've got goals from everywhere. So yeah, again, North London derby, anything can happen. But you know, Spurs have been great credit to them. But yeah, you gotta expect Arsenal to to take another three points from this game. Yeah, I mean, you do have you do uh, need to expect that. Um, the thing with Tottenham, you know, I've wa- you know watched them against City. Watch them against United. Mm-hmm. The thing with them is, as you said, is they frustrate people. Yeah. They will either do one of two things or both. They will cut out your, your passing lanes. Yeah. Try to. They will frustrate you trying to get the ball into the box. They will then, if you do get it into the box and get it within range, they will then, you will struggle, the struggle to convert. And that was United's problem. Uh, they had both problems against Ars- uh, not Arsenal, against Tottenham over the weekend. They had trouble creating yeah. because they were cutting off the lanes. They 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 were get, they were used to the overlaps and underlaps. Um, you know, United made some mistakes in terms of um, you know in terms of some tactical errors in that match. But at but at the end of the day, you know, United had a lot had a lot of close call opportunities, but uh, those opportunities were. Few and Barbatino, and when they got them, they were frustrated. Um, same thing with when they played Manchester City. Um, and you know, I mean, to be fair, Tottenham should have should not have won the game against Manchester City, but they, they should have come out with a draw. So that's a point. Yeah. Uh, United, um, you know, Tottenham got three points mainly because United fell asleep uh, at the death uh, on a free kick um, and didn't mark the people that they were, they should have marked in the box. Um, but that's to Tottenham's credit. Tottenham converted those, you know, regardless of how, what you think about it and so forth. You look at their, you know, some of their, you know, some of their numbers, they're fourth in the league in stopping teams from creating goal opportunities behind yeah. City, Arsenal, and Chelsea. Um, yeah. You know, they're fourth in the league in that regard. On the offensive side, they're basically in the middle, you know, they're fifth in creating opportunities. Uh, yeah. and so forth. So this, they, you know, regardless of what you think, and a lot of their score lines have been like one nil two one, uh, yeah. things like that. And that's what they do. And they're like, you know what, again, we score more than you. If we get one point, we win one nil, we still get three points. We move it. We just keep it moving. Yeah. Um, the, the, the weakness that Tottenham has, their weakness is converting those opportunities they get. Yeah. Uh, that's their weakness. They're second last in the in the league in converting goal scoring opportunities in open play. Um, however, looking at their defensive side, they are also yeah, they a little bit you know they're yeah that's a good number yeah they're yeah teams also struggle yeah they're fourth in the league at stopping teams from converting their yep. goal opportunities in open play. So that's a strong team. I mean, that, that's a strong team. Uh, you know, um, they make their own luck, honestly. They, they make their own luck and they frustrate you. And so um, I do expect Arsenal to win. Um, yeah. But Tottenham's got some confidence and they got a little bit of swagger going on. Um, so it, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be darn interesting. Also playing on Tottenham's home, home field um, will also have something to do with it as well. Um, so... Um, I expect, you know, do I think that, um, my question is, do you think that Arsenal is going to put more than two goals past Tottenham? Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, at, least, at least three. 
Yeah, no, I think Arsenal will. Yeah, I mean, like we've said, Arsenal have got goals all over the pitch at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. And like, if Arsenal get an early goal, then yes, most definitely they will score more than two goals. But it's just how long does it take Arsenal to break Tottenham down? I mean, I'm probably going to put the you know a curse on it now, but Arsenal <laughs> will Arsenal will score in this game because they have got so many goal scorers. Um, so yeah, I, I think Arsenal will will put three or four into the Spurs net in this game. I really do. So the other stat I want to run by you real quick is in looking at some advanced goalkeeping numbers. Yeah. Um, Arsenal is the best with Zinsberger uh, at, you know, in terms of goalkeeping, stopping teams from converting their shots on target uh, in relation to the expected goals on shots on target. Who is second in that category? Rebecca. Yeah, Rebecca Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just something to watch out for. Just something to watch out for. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Arsenal's not going to get three goals. They'll win. They'll get a clean sheet. I don't expect Tottenham to score. They'll win, two, but I expect Arsenal to win 2 0. But hey, you know what? Remember, I gave a 2 0 scoreline in the last game and they won 4 0. Yeah. So, but I think it's going to be 2 0. I think Tottenham is going to put up a. a, a you know, they're going to, they got something that they want to prove something. And I think they're going to be up for this. And I, not to say that Arsenal won't be, Arsenal will be up for it too. Um, you know, but you got to remember also Arsenal playing in the midweek. Yeah. Um, of course. Also got, that has to be considered. Um, yeah. You know, when you start looking at European competition, midweek games and things like that. So something to be considered. 2 0 Arsenal is my pick. Okay. 3 0, 3 1. What, what you thought? I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna say four nil. Four nil. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's see who comes close. We'll play the prices right. Let's see who comes yeah. close without going over. Yeah. <laughs> and so forth. So well that wraps things up, Josh. Josh, thank you so much. Brilliant takes as always. Love no your worries. takes. Um, great job, man. Great job. I really appreciate your work with us, uh, and so forth. So um, but thank you so much for being on everyone out there. Remember, smash that like subscribe, share on social media. Same thing on the podcast side. If you're listening to this, please give a five-star review wherever you can. Please share on your social media, share with your friends and so forth. Uh, and definitely subscribe. We got some things coming up this week, probably, or next week. We're going to do a special program where we talk about the refereeing situation in the mm-hmm. WSL. We also are looking at, um, doing another special show sometime in the next few weeks weeks to talk about the new expanded TV coverage and how the league is being covered on uh, on TV with the new media deals uh, and things like that. We're going to talk about that with with uh, some panelists there about the TV coverage in the new age of the WSL and how that is going uh, and so forth. There are other projects in the work as well um, that are being worked on uh, that won't get into any more here. Um, but uh, but fan, your fans of certain teams, you're going to love it when that comes up. Um, so with that being said, everybody, thank you, Josh, for being on. No problem. All right. Uh, and that is going to be it. Look out for the show about the refereeing situation and the WSL coming up later. Uh, so far, it may not happen until next week. Don't really know yet. But uh, if we don't have it this week, we're going to sign off for the week and start up next week. Um, but just keep a lookout on that stuff. Uh, everything else and meanwhile 
please take care of yourself. Take care of each other. England is burning is out for today. Take care, everybody. There we go. Okay, come on. I got to end this thing. Come on. End. There you go.